This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And this is Ricketts. I'm Brad. And I'm Crankbait Johnny. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. I feel like we haven't recorded a pod in a hot minute because we had recorded some podcasts previously, had them pre-recorded, and then... Uh, I was on the road. Ricketts was on the road. Jay is currently on the road. Mr. Hicks and Mr. Crankbait Johnny, I'm sorry, Mr. Sticks and Crankbait Johnny have been uh, cranking out the Reel Down episodes, and I, I want to first and foremost apologize for the Reel Down episode not coming out on Friday. That was my fault. I didn't get it uploaded before I left town, so... Um, that aired yesterday, which I'm sure you guys will see when you see this podcast if you haven't listened already. Um, but tonight, you guys, um, we want to talk about the Paddle and Fin meetup. Uh, Mr. John Graves, a.k.a. Crankbait Johnny, just got back from um, ICAST, so we're going to talk some of that. We're going to talk a little um, Mississippi River KBF trail event recap on my end and some other things that we got coming up in the works for you guys. So let's jump into it, boys. Paddle and Finn meetup. 
Jay and I finally, yeah, Jay and I finally made it out there to Ohio, and uh, we didn't get to see Mr. Graves. He he suffered a little heat exhaustion, but oh, I'm still hydrating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, man. It was brutal. It was brutal. I know. At one wow. point, I tried sleeping in the truck with air conditioning, and I was still hot. So yeah, but uh, that was. An, I think we all felt that that heat. Yeah. Yeah. At some point in time, I know Josh came back and he was he was done. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pounding headache from it. I actually I went down by the water to that little restroom area and just soaked my shirt and hat and put it back on. I believe I was, it. I was miserable. I believe it. Well, Jay and I rolled into town. What was that? Late Wednesday night, and we actually got to uh, sleep at uh, Casa del Hicks, mm-hmm. uh, the the big mansion there in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> and uh, we can't uh, say thank you enough for putting us up for the evening. But then uh, the following day, Jay and I went on a float trip with uh, Brad and uh, previous guest, Justin Marshall. And uh, that was that was pretty cool. That was on the Great Miami River. Um, Jay, what were your thoughts on the, uh, the old GMR? I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, it was kind of reminiscent of like a lot of the rivers that me and you float out here, um, you know, out in northern Illinois. But uh, it was it was pretty nice, um, you know. Granted, I only got like a couple nibbles. I didn't really get to land uh, anything, sadly. But you know, I'm hard headed and I like to throw the same stuff <laughs> 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 and not adapt at all. Even when Brian's like, "Come on, man, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you what I'm using." Like, no. I'm good. I'm good. It's Just funny. I'm gonna work through it. That that's a reoccurring theme on here. How I'm like slamming fish, and I'm like, "Hey Jay, do you want yeah. some of these baits?" And he's like, "No, I'm good." And <laughs> he, end up, he ends up catching no fish. What but, were those baits you were using? The pink TRD? No, I wasn't using <laughs> the pink, pink one. Hot pink. <laughs> hot pink is only for special occasions. Oh, gotcha. uh, I think it. Was, I think it was black blue flake, wasn't it? I. Yep. I think that's what it was, and then I know uh, Mr. Yeah. Hicks caught one. I I think my big fish of that day was eighteen and three quarter or something. Nice. It was just that's a nice fat giant smallmouth, so that kind of spoiled you me. It. You caught it in the spot that me and Justin like to fish all the time too. That's our honey hole. Yeah. Well, you guys <laughs> blew right through there, and I stopped and settled down as you guys floated upstream, and yep. I sent you guys a picture, and then I remember floating up to Justin. And he's like, you get any? And I'm like, yeah, I sent you a picture. It was an 18 and three quarter. And he's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, yeah, man, check your phone. <laughs> I'm like, I even put it on my bump board because I know you guys wouldn't believe me. <laughs> uh, I, I would have believed you. There's some big fish in that stretch, man. Oh, uh, dude, it, it was a beautiful stretch. And not only that, but um, it was kind of crazy. I know we came up on a, an area there where I guess a tornado had blown through there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just huge trees just snapped in half midway up the trunk. I mean, it just oh, yeah. goes to show like the power of Mother Nature, and it was just completely unbelievable. It was uh, an F three. Like a lawnmower went through there. It was an F three. You said. Yep, F three, and Jay got a real good picture of it. Yeah, it it's just it was incredible. Um, I I was totally blown away. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Fast forward to Friday, um, I woke up to Jay talking to some guy outside of our trailer who ended up being uh, <laughs> Mr. Joshua Eldridge. 
and uh, what a character, man. That guy, um, the three of us fished together Friday, uh, kind of pre-fishing for our little uh, derby we had going on Saturday. Man, it's funny. Uh, since we've gotten home, I get a message every now and then from Josh on Facebook just saying what's <laughs> up or you know some funny little saying but what a good dude man and i uh the other day i said uh when are we going to get you on for a full podcast and he said whenever you're ready so we're going to have mr eldridge on one of these he's days. a good dude man he is a uh, good dude just yeah. a genuine dude too absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hey, hey, dude, Josh, man. he he got he just got left at the boat ramp every time we loaded (laughs) we all loaded our crap and took off and here comes Josh he's like looking around like damn ain't nobody helping me load this thing I know I felt like that was that that first time like he called us out and then the second time I'm like where's Josh yeah Yeah, we're like did we leave him at the boat ramp (laughs) Oh, man, poor Eldridge, man, was down there oh. loading that Kusa up by himself. And it, it wasn't it wasn't intentional. It was just we all f- forgot. And then it, we yeah. would look around and, like, where's Eldridge? Somehow I was a designated boat carrier, right? Yeah. So, and then when I finally I went down there to pick up my blue sky, he goes, hey, man, he goes, do you mind helping me load up? I felt so terrible, dude. <laughs> of course, man. Like he was all sad, just whipped. You can tell he didn't feel good. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, man, you mind helping me load up?" I'm like, "Dang, you're about to have a stroke." <laughs> I know. And he was one of the ones who had a problem with that. You know, with the uh, weather, because yeah, he like he, was yeah. off the water for like two or three hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it, it, I don't know if he told you the story, but he's like, he's like, "Yeah, I wasn't feeling too good, man." He's like, "When I got off the water." He's like, and then uh, I forget who was buying him. Uh, I think maybe Durbin was buying Durbin. him or something. He was like, he's like, give me some water or something. So he went and got him some water. So then he, so Josh thinks it's a great idea. So it's like, what, 100 degrees at least, index, maybe more. He uh, he goes and gets uh, two slices of cheese pizza or something. <laughs> and, and he tells the story, like, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, he's like, you know what? That first piece sounds so good. He was like, where I made, he's like, where I made a bad turn was that second piece. He's like, I didn't even get halfway through that thing. He's like, he's like, my stomach turned. And he's like, I'm a Ralph. And then he's like, yeah. So I wasn't feeling too good after that. He's like, so then I decided I'm going to go lay down. So then he goes, I'm going to lay down in my tent. He goes in there and he's like, he's, he's like, dude, he's like, I must have sweat out everything I drank, you know, sleeping in the tent. Because my first instinct is, why the hell would you go sleep in the tent when it's so hot out? Like, go lay in the shade, you know? I mean, because like Justin would just like go to sleep in the shade like anywhere he was, you know. And I'm like, you know, Josh. So anyway, he gets back and he's back on the water talking about it, you know, br- you know, bright eyed and ponytail. He's like, yeah, everybody. I just puked. Didn't feel too good, but here I am again. I'm going at it. You know, take the three-hour break in the middle of the tournament. It's hilarious. I know. That's oh what Durbin was telling me that story. He goes, yeah, man, Je- uh, Josh got off the water. didn't look too good, but I was like, hey, bring me something to drink, man, when you come back down. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
So Josh, on the, on the midst of having a heat stroke, has to go get Durbin's butt some water freaking all the way back down. Oh, and then man. who takes oh. a pizza break in the middle of a damn fishing tournament anyway? He goes right to the... <laughs> like, who ingests dairy when it's like smoking hot outside? Like, there's no way, dude. There's no way. That's just going to sit in your stomach and just turn. <laughs> oh, and not man. only the pizza, but like, like commissary pizza. Pizza, like jail oh. pizza they had. Yeah. Oh, good. oh, God. That's yeah, rough. I slept in my car. I was not having anything to do with any kind of tent. The air was oh, cranked man. all night. I woke up the next morning frost in my beard. I mean, I was chilly. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, there, you know, unfortunately, Josh was the butt of all jokes because uh, it was Friday the day before the meetup. And uh, the three of us were out fishing, and me and Jay are side by side. Josh is a little in front of us, and I go, hey, Jay, watch this. And uh, I was pitching a black boot, black and blue jig with a black blue flake chigger craw as a trailer. And I cast, and it lands like literally maybe two inches from his boat. I thought I was going to hit his boat. And when it hit... The water splashed up, hit his elbow, and he kind of jumped up and turned. And I'm like, watch this. And I I reeled maybe two feet and hit a fit. The fish hit my jig right underneath his boat. And Josh had struggled all day to catch a fish. And then I ended up pulling a fish right out from the bottom of his boat. And he's just like, what the heck, man? Like, I give up. I give up, you know? I, I've heard him, I've heard him uh, say that uh, story about 20 times since that happened. Oh, Dude, it, it, could, it couldn't have been any better. I mean, I literally thought I was going to hit his boat, and it landed right there. And he said the water splashed up, hit his elbow, and then... I reeled maybe a foot, and this fish just pounded it. I mean, it was like a 14-inch bass, and I reeled it in, and Josh is just like, what the hell? You know, like I haven't caught a fish all day, and I've been catching fish left and right, and then I catch one right underneath his boat. So That was probably the best day of fishing I've had, man, because I, I lost a few monsters, but I caught some good ones. That was the most exciting day of fishing I've had in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like everybody caught some, some good fish. And, um, I mean, uh, Jeff Durbin took first for individual second yeah. was uh, Mr. Jay Randall because I had two fish flop off the board. And, Dude, that uh, was a story of the day right there. You could not keep a fish on the no, board. No, those, those fish were so feisty yeah. and jittery no matter yeah. what you did. I know Jay struggled at one point. I heard him over there yelling a few choice words at the 14 inch bass he was trying to get a photo of <laughs> and then uh justin marshall took third um mr hicks would have took big bass had he entered i um, i should have won the whole tournament dude yeah, yeah. well you had a fish flop <laughs> I, off the board too right your fifth I, fish I had, a, I had a fish come off the donkey leash but then i had a fish bigger than the the two 18s i caught yeah it Dang. snapped. It snapped my rod and it snapped my line as I was trying to lift it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, called this, a rock. Who got big bass? Was it Jared? <laughs> no, it was uh, big bass. Was Durbin, and then uh, I had the second big bass with a sixteen and a half. I think it was. Jared submitted his late. He he had nineteen and a half, but he submitted. That was in the evening. We went fishing in the evening. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Dude, yeah, yeah. Yep. We were done there, and then. Uh, the team event, which Jay was severely upset with the way I ran that, um, that went to Mr. Hicks and Mr. Anderson, 
because what we did was uh, it was the best five fish out of the two anglers, but you had to use at least one fish out of uh, the two guys. Had it been the total of best five fish between the two guys on the team, me and Jay would have smoked you guys by like 20 inches. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was like closer to 30, but it's cool. Yeah, coming out of, coming coming from out of state, putting on a clinic in our own water. Yeah, I mean, I, don't know, I think you guys brought bass with you. I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> but overall, it was fun, man. Uh, huge shout out to Jared for doing all the barbecuing, man. Uh, it yeah, was unbelievable. Man. Shout out Great to place. to Mr. Hicks' wife gem city bakehouse from sending over those delicious cake balls i've been those are the best cake balls i've ever had yeah. daydreaming hey, about hey, seriously hey, hey fellas fellas that stuff's filled with crack cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't wow. think i was ever so happy to have some balls in my mouth <laughs> delicious you know, they were good away from the lab back in the way I told I told her you guys were all appreciative and you guys loved them. She yeah. she liked that. Oh, Made her happy for another batch, man. If you guys are, <laughs> oh, in, it was it was good. Yeah, if you guys are in Ohio or uh, I guess uh, uh, Eastern Indiana, definitely look up Gem City Bakehouse, man. Unbelievable treats, Mister Hicks's wife uh, makes, and like John Graves said, you know, uh, there's got to be crack cocaine or something in those things because oh they're addictive gosh. i kept popping them like candies but uh yeah she brought over a box of cookies the other day and i've been itching ever since i ate them and now my arm's itching i'm just sitting here just kind of shaking a little bit a couple cups of coffee in me i'm just not straight i need some more of them cookies right now i, I hooked him up with some peanut butter cookies and some oh my Oh, there was man. one left, and me and Baby Doll, we went toe to toe for it. We almost got, <laughs> I mean, a barroom brawl in the kitchen over that last peanut butter cookie. Oh, it's too uh. funny. But, uh, I mean, we had a great turnout, man. Um, I can't say thank you enough to uh, Mr. Ricketts for helping organize everything out there on that end. And, uh, man, it was just great getting to share the water with everybody out there, getting to know everybody. Uh, a lot of new friendships were made, and uh, expect many more to come out of it. So, hey, I got a confession to make, yeah. man. So this, I've been sitting on this for a while, and we've been dying laughing about it. Like me and me and Jared. So, we, <laughs> uh, oh boy, when, when he made all the ribs, man, and everybody was chowing down, we took all the rib bones and pitched them underneath your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about so that. That's why all the oh. damn raccoons were constantly going under there. We, every time we heard you guys talk like about us, that's we why we're dying. Group chat, no, trash pick this. Yeah, trash man. <laughs> yeah, well, that explains that. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely man. explains that. Well, that raccoon came came in the night before when Jay and I were just sitting there, and. Uh, you know he kept visiting but that makes sense why he kept coming under the trailer and uh, scattering our trash bag that was right next to the trailer but i mean they were jumping up on the table right by us like they yeah. didn't even care we were there yeah nothing yeah. clanging beer bottles and yeah yeah you're trying to have a good old time yeah so yeah that was the best man we were to me and jerry had been dying about that <laughs> 
Well, the confession has come out. So, yeah, we're yeah. looking we're looking forward to the next one, and we kind of put a, I kind of put a post out. I think it was uh, to see where you guys wanted us to come next. Uh, you guys, the listeners, I know uh, a couple people said uh, Tennessee area. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. Uh, I know we've done me and Jay did Tennessee early spring, um, but uh, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to come see you guys hang out. Um, we're working on organizing a date for an Illinois meetup, um, which uh, we're going to get the Ohio boys out here for. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that one. That'll Heck be yeah. that'll be coming up soon. So we just got to nail down a date, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun stuff going along with that um, through Rocktown and things like that. So, um, yeah. So let's get into the real business. The big news that broke. Um, just recently, well, I should say all the big news that just broke recently, and Mr. Crank Bay Johnny was there firsthand at iCast. So, John, why don't you yes. uh, why don't you run us through like you know some of the top things that you dug, and then I know I got a few questions. I'm sure a, f- a few other guys have some questions about uh, some of the stuff that came out at iCast this week. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the first thing that I noticed about ICAST was the energy. It was intense. I've never felt energy at any event like it in the world. And I couldn't quite figure out. And it may be hard to describe, but certainly you're walking into the mecca of the world fishing industry. And this Orange County Convention Center that's just all glass and it's got these huge domes that sit out, these big, huge monster steps that go up and climb up to it. I literally thought I was going to see like a head roll down the middle of these steps because I'm just looking up at this mecca of just everything fishing. And then you walk inside and it's just mind-blowing, like 200,000 square feet of literally like 680 plus manufacturers of all kinds of fishing this fishing that gear for your boat gear for your tackle keep uh kayaks were out the roof there were more kayak booths than ever before i don't that was my first trip into icast but to speak easy around the uh sort of the water cooler you might say was that kayaks are taking over wow i mean literally just right on the cusp of what's happening with the kayak industry that was really cool to see that and of course when you're talking kayak there's no doubt that you can't not get past what hobie's done with the 360 mirage drive i mean that damn thing you can parallel park now like a tesla I mean, literally better than one. You can just boop the way that you can pedal that thing, and which was which is my problem that I have with my Hobie Pro Angler 14. It just doesn't cut quick enough. I like to get in there to those banks and get in there and take those real sharp curves and come around, play with the wind. It's just too big for me to do that, and I can't do it as well as I can like with my Wilderness System 135. I can cut that thing like a P51, you know mustang flying around through there but the mirage drive settles all of that so that's pretty sick that's pretty sick drive yeah a couple questions regarding that and you know obviously that's been one of one of the hottest topics coming out of icast was this new 360 mirage drive um 
inside where the drive mounts into the boat, there's gears that turn that drive. Yes. Are those gears replaceable? Do you know? Because somebody um, in a in a group chat uh, brought up the fact that you know we're fishermen, we're klutzes, our boats aren't always clean. If you drop something down in there and it gets caught up in that gear and it right. somehow strips it out or something, is that replaceable? That was like a big question I heard. And then I know the other concern, so to speak, with that was was the price tag right and i'm not sure oh if, if i heard the right price so that's why i'm kind of asking you just because you were there up up front and personal one thing about the particular gear from what i can remember about the the mirage drive is that it had a seal unit so all of that oh, was very protected gotcha. over through that to keep anything from, from getting down, down in there. there okay you know okay. soft plastics yeah yeah, uh, yeah extra line that you've cut off all that kind of dirt and stuff all of that stuff is really protected over that and sealed down into the molding of that particular kayak sure you know for it the price tag is, I'm not sure what you heard. I heard close to $5,000 for it. Yeah. And that was yeah, just, that's what I heard. that was the old man at the end of the yeah. bar talking. Okay. So I wasn't there when they, they announced what the tag was. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm certainly going to have to sell one of the horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but would you buy that over just using a paddle to, to get in position, you know? Because you know, of course, on on that was that KBN whatever that Facebook KBF Facebook page is, they were like, somebody put a picture of a paddle and said the original 360 drive. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I think that yeah. was uh, that was Duke Westcamp from uh, oh, that's who from was. Catch. That's right. Yeah, Duke yeah. Duke had posted that, and I he won the internet that yeah. day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big price tag for that, but it's also innovative. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, it truly a lot of innovative stuff came out of ICAST this year, I think. Yeah. Compared to a few years, the past couple of years, a lot of innovative uh, things came out this year, no doubt. Would I buy it? If I was a Hobie guy, would I buy it? Yeah, because I always want the latest and greatest. You know, that's just mm-hmm. that's just what I am. You know, I, yeah. I'm head, head of reels for the sport. And I saw that, and I was like, dang man you know i'm die hard jackson guy and blue sky guy but i was like that drive is sick yeah yeah that oh, was yeah. really nice yeah so yeah. that drive yeah, on my a buddy, blue sky would be nice <laughs> my, and my buddy glenn uh glenn miller he was <laughs> he calls me and he's like dude did you see the, the new mirage drive <laughs> first thing he says you know he's a hobie guy so he's like he's like you know who's gonna have that next year me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean He's all about it, man. He's, he just can't wait, you know. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks super innovative. Uh, it's yeah. really interesting that the the blades are actually what's controlling it completely. Yeah. Um, the way they have the controls and everything, and and I think it's important for everybody to understand too. Like if you don't know this already, that drive is proprietary to the new Hobies, so you can't use it in any yeah. other Hobies except the ones that can take it because of all the gearing that's yeah internal yeah to that drive now to the 360 drive but i mean those new colors look sweet too oh i, mean, I was gonna say that the yeah, new blue yeah. camo it looks god that's so nice yeah yep. it does it looks so nice i mean i was looking at it like hmm, that looks 
not in tasty. You know? yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what that's like to sit on. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Hobie's camo blend was really good on, on the, I don't know the technical name for the camo blend, but uh, I always thought that looked really good. I'm like, man, that is a good looking camo boat. Sure. And then they came out with it. I guess it's called Arctic, the new one, the the blue and the gray. Yeah. Man, that thing is awesome. Oh, was, yeah, yeah it, that was an awesome it, color. Pass off it, to Hobie for that one. Heck yeah. yeah. Now, the two things that I really liked in particular about the Mirage Drive for me was what really drives me nuts between my Helix pedal drive on the Wilderness system and the Hobie Mirage Drive is I have to reach down, break my break my rhythm what i'm doing reach down and grab that forward and reverse yeah where the hobie mirage drive has that dial there that thing that that suspends around you know so you're not really dealing with that particular thing plus the fins collapse yeah the fins will actually just break away and collapse it doesn't matter where they're facing they break away collapse once you get over that obstruction boom the spring just brings them right back again and you're ready to go so it just what a beautiful thing. I saw that, and I was like, now that I like. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have that option on the 180 drives or the turbo drives or whatever, like, going forward. I'm That'd sure be an option. Will. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm sure they will. Fins. They It'd, be crazy. Well, It'd be crazy if they didn't. Yeah. Now that it's out there for them. Yeah, I mean, let, I mean let's be mm-hmm. honest. Like, Jackson had that kind of technology first, and I think Hobie coming out with this new drive just – took it a step further right yeah um which is cool which is cool definitely yeah yeah you definitely need that technology i mean especially with you know with all the uh you know the sunken timber i mean you don't know where you are especially if you're in a river i mean it's you know there's all that stuff and and i've been around like when when glenn's like bent his masts and then he like bends them back and he's like it still feels weird it doesn't feel right yeah (laughs) yeah you know, Johnny, he'll, he'll you limp where we've got to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So what well, else got iCast? Ja- oh, well, speaking of Jackson, it was really cool to see the character of EJ. <laughs> we at, at American <laughs> oh, Tackle, yeah. we have uh, what's called the flip-off, and it's a championship in which it's a lot like cornhole, but we use the microwave guide, similar to what Styx is proudly wearing on his, uh, his chest there. But that's what the cornhole board looks like, and the challenge is for these anglers. And we're to, we we invite all the pros. The big names are coming out. Well, EJ is one of them, and uh, the idea is to uh, jig or flip a a, a weighted bag into the center of that uh, cornhole board, basically. And it is intense. Everybody comes out. We're, we were probably surrounded by five six hundred people that were goosenecking it to see what was going on and here's all these pros showing up in these jerseys and there were just you could tell that the anglers were walking around in the pro jerseys right you can kind of tell who was due there was the people that were doing business there were the rod manufacturers there was the kind of engineer types that were inventing things and then there were the pros the celebrities interestingly enough when they take pictures with you they all go yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't recognize that until about the second day. Hey, like you're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> well, well they all they all show up and uh they're getting ready and here comes EJ, man, and he's in this red jumpsuit. jumpsuit <laughs> and it's got these oars on the back crossed and he's wearing these 1982 
Fast Times at Ridgemont High vans. checkered vans. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. What a character this guy was, but I'll tell you what, there's nobody that can flip better than um uh the guy from uh, oh, let me think. I'm going to think of his name here in a minute. It'll let me I'll come back to it. But the uh flip off is just absolutely amazing. So that's a lot of fun to see there cuz that raises a lot of a lot of fuss around and that draws a lot of attention which is really one of the key things that you need to do sure. when you are down there at ICAST because the competition in the industry world and, and speaking of one of the fascinating things that I've seen down there it's not so much the product I I mean there's a lot of product out there um, but it was how big the, the fishing industry is and not so the the details so when this this little thing right here, this lure that we all can buy at Walmart or we can buy at Myers. I really, I go there and I pick it up and I don't think nothing of it. I rip it out of its pack and I use it. But boy, the, what goes in behind producing this, manufacturing this, putting it in a, a, rat, a, a package, distribute, distribute that, uh, how, the distribution, and more mm-hmm. importantly, the patent laws the worldwide patent laws and what is happening to patents that are stolen and manufactured around the world and and copyrights that have been stolen in fishing industry that was fascinating to get in on some of those discussions but when it comes to uh industry things and fishing gadgets and all that kind of stuff well one of the coolest things that i had and i got it right here have you guys ever limb line fish before use a limb line no now uh, this is what i told art now art is the one who developed this thing and it goes back a little bit art comes from port arthur arkansas which happens to be the redneck capital of the world and I told him, when you get up here north of the Mason-Dixon line, Art, we tend to try to shed off a little of that redneck and get away from it. So when I introduce, <laughs> I introduce this to you boys, this is going to set us back a little bit, okay? Now it's time to get real redneck. So what a limb line does is basically you're using a limb that hangs over some water. Say you want to go catfishing. Oh, you, got okay. this little, you got this little piece right here. It looks like a stick of dynamite. But around it, what you got is a heavy nylon cord, and it's attached to a nice gauged hook and stuff like that. You unwrap that hook, you dip it down with your bait. Art swears that you can use your girlfriend's lipstick to catch something with it, and you stick (laughs) it down in the water, and then you tie the other part up to the limb. It's angling down, or uh, angling down. And as as it gets a bite, angling (laughs) <laughs> and as it gets a bite, it uses the restriction of the actual limb to set the hook on this thing. It's got a reflective little uh, marker on there so you can do it at night and light up the bank with like Christmas trees. But it comes like in a, a massive pack. I mean, there's like oh, wow. 10 of them in there like that. So Art just did a big deal with Walmart, right? So I'm walking around the corner. And I hear this guy with this gravelly voice talking about the rednecks down in Port Arkansas, <laughs> talking about how we limb line down there now. I was like, who is this guy? And interestingly enough, he was just some humble little creator of this thing. And he set off where they sold hot dogs and bad tacos. And he kind of looked like he was in the 
you know, the low budget part, they didn't have much in their pizzazz. They couldn't compete with like Zepco or, you know, Shakespeare, you know, the big names that are just throwing literally tens of thousands of dollars into these booths to close the deal. Because in those three days, millions and millions of dollars were checks were being written oh yeah and it was bringing chills to me it is right now thinking about it walking around and looking up like uh cost of glasses right they have a real cool as you can imagine a real beach looking booth and stuff like that and they got some good looking girls sitting around and just showing off their wear and stuff but upstairs like in a little like uh, bungalow with some leather couches and some beer and some cigars you can see him up there signing the big deals, man. And you're like, <laughs> wow, that is cool to see that. That's um, cool. That was really fascinating. I got to meet uh, Cecil Hogue. Just happened. He, uh, he is the uh, owner of Panther Martin Lures. Uh, and he also owns Sea Eagle. And okay. Sea Eagle is like uh, the manufacturers of uh, inflatable kayaks and canoes. Yep. They, they got a sea skiff. That's actually is an inflatable bass boat. It's pretty incredible. You would think an inflatable bass boat, but once you see it, you're like, well, that's pretty incredible. Huh. And it's only like 4000 bucks, you wow. know, and you can get there just like any other bass boat. So, And then they have uh, what is brought out as what's called the Subcat 10. And it's a lot like Jason's 360 Blue Sky. Yeah. It's a sup. Uh, and then it has a platform with the 360 swivel seat in the middle of it. it's powered by or electric motor or gas now it's not as refined as the 360 it doesn't look as sharp doesn't look as cool it doesn't look like as finished as the 360 it's a very humble little platform i found it pretty fascinating cecil overheard me talking about the podcast this old guy walks up to me, humble little old guy with his little fly fishing vest on, invited me to sit down. I think in a way he was interviewing me. Nice. The next thing I know, he goes, hey, how about if I send you home with one of those and you talk about it? And I'm, wow. like, you I'm like, you talking to me? Yeah. I'm like, me? Really? You know? And so uh, I spent uh, probably another 20 minutes with Cecil, a fascinating man. Uh, from uh, New York, I'm very excited. The Subcat 10 is going to be arriving tomorrow, Jason. Nice. So we, we're going to we got... take it on the river. Oh, yeah. we have to. We have to. It's it's a it's an inflatable craft. It takes about yeah. seven and a half minutes to fill it up. And you think inflatable that it's susceptible susceptible to punctures, to crashing into rocks and stuff. But it's it's the same stuff that they make like the seal team zodiac rafts out oh, of and stuff nice. so it's like it's pretty durable but it's in its basic form he's really trying to introduce it into the market he's not sure where to do it uh, i told him that it would be an absolutely great crappie fisherman platform uh, for somebody who's older may have a bad hip a bad knee doesn't trust the kayak a lot of the same target market as the 360 blue sky so i'm anxious to get on this thing and play with it it's certainly portable it weighs 42 pounds and you can deflate it and roll it up and put it in your back seat how do you uh, how do you inflate it do you use a pump like a, a manual pump or does it does it have its own pump or it, yeah it has its own pump yeah the reason i was asking because if you go to east fork 
there's some hot fishing spots that you can get access through the uh, mountain bike trails. So you could backpack that thing in and go to the mountain bike trails, man, and put in in one of these spots, pump it up right there on the water, and then you could fish these crappie spots and just float back. Gone. Yeah. Gone. It's I, interesting. In fact, I looked at Cecil and I said, have you ever introduced these to, like, the wildlife and game department? Because I see that guy out in the middle of nowhere looking around for bad guys in the bush and he sees some activity across the lake you know and he's like okay i don't have time to call backup or a helicopter so he just brings out his his inflatable you know uh subcat 10 <laughs> takes about seven and a half minutes while he's getting his shotgun and everything together and all his gear on and he goes over there man next thing you know he's the hit at the headquarters and those guys just made like just busted chattanooga <laughs> and he looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, the guy just looked at me like, "What was that?" <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I just ate some of Stick's wife's cookies, man. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. That's great. Hey, but if I have the time, oh, there's a couple other things that I think it's really cool for uh, the. Uh, uh, it's they're not high-tech stuff, but I think they're so low-tech. They're kind of really cool. Okay, this particular glove right here gorilla grip Nice, all right. Okay. It's just it's just a really simple little I mean you You'd see some these things all around basic glove. No big deal. You think of it. Well, what the hell is that? You know, it's not uh, That doesn't impress me. However, the kids that were putting this together. I'm talking university kids one has roots here in Mason, Ohio He's down in Georgia going to university down there somewhere. So uh, they had a big, huge catfish and aluminum pole uh, or a net, and they had like a 10-pound net in it, and they were spraying it with corn, like a, a cooking spray. And they were having you put on the competitor's glove, and they had a whole tray of competitor's gloves there, and you try to lift up this thing, and you just couldn't do it with that cooking spray. You couldn't barely lift up the aluminum pole, and it was like, that's kind of funny. Then you put on a Gorilla Grip glove, these things were like a, a magnet. I don't know what they do with these things. It was like, and you could just lift that thing straight up. So when you're out there working with slimy carbs, slimy catfish, guts, sweat, all that kind of stuff, and it's crucial that you boys get that big bass into the kayak. Yeah. And you're not messing around with your net. Or you're trying to wrestle around, with, kind of convince that big old bass to lay down on that hog trowel so it doesn't flop off your your, your uh, trowel again. The, when you see these out on the market, I'm sure you can go online, man. Get you a pair of these Gorilla Grips right now. These are cool, and they're not that expensive. These are cool. Huh. Um, well, then everybody's tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, so you need to check them out. Then everybody's uh, familiar with the Boomerang retractable products. Yep. Oh right. yes, I right. have. A, I've got two of the versions. The Pro Grip, the new Pro Grip, or Keeper. It's actually a big gear keeper, but my my thought was, wow, that's perfect my for my oar. Well, it's perfect for it because, boom, it's big, it's huge, it stretches out, right? It's got a big, big, huge keeper, a big tether. It's simple, but it's awesome, and it's very durable too. So that's a real cool one right there. Opens nice. up. Yeah. So there was a lot, a lot of little neat stuff like that, you know, that would work out. I met these really two pretty girls from France. <laughs> right? And they had, they, they had these baits from Sussex, okay? 
Sussex. Yeah, it sounds like it's from far off because it is. It, these are made from France and uh, popular in Germany and over in the UK, but they've never been tossed in North America before. Interesting. I, I got my hands on two of them. Right? Look at that. And she's like, would you like to try out my beats? Yeah. And I said, I, I would love to try out your baits. I think they're awesome. And I said, I think the muskies and the big northern pike. Dude, I've never caught a northern pike or muskie in my life. And I'm sitting there going, I, I believe the muskies are just going to swallow this. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm, it's, it must be important that you take these and let me know how they do. And I said, oh, I will. I said, I think I'm going to be probably the first kayak bass fisherman in North America to toss these things like that. I said, when the fish see them, I said, they're going to eat them up. I said, they're going to destroy them. I said, what do I do then? She says, use my business card. Give me a call when you need more. I was like, oh, my Lord. So having said all of that, Oh, God. Kurt Smith's 2017 Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship gave me the best advice before I went down to ICAST. He said, Johnny, it's so huge that you got to focus on what you do. The black bass species. You're going to be there for three days looking at stuff about the black bass species or relative to it, right? So he said, it's all about the relationships of ICAST. Everything that happens at ICAST is about the relationships. He says it's about puking in the parking lot. And I said, what do you mean about puking in the parking lot? He said, you got to have those memorable moments in ICAST, whether it's meeting somebody and just creating an energy and say, wow, I really like this person. Or you go out with one of those after-night parties, and about 3 a.m., you're puking in the parking lot with the president of Strike King. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so and so, I went ahead and took that, and I said, so, so to just give it sort of a common theme, folks, when you go to ICAST, it's not about what can be given to you. It's about making a relationship or, so to speak, puking in the parking lot. And and if I puked all over that parking lot down at ICAST, <laughs> man, I made so many relationships down there. It was absolutely amazing to be around some of those top bass pros. It was energetic, uh, but they've got their feel. You know, they've been there and done that. So it was really hip to be around there. Um, I was wearing the the brand new American Tackle jersey that Jason or uh, I'm sorry, uh, sticks right there so proudly wearing and. Uh, it was kind of cool because there was a lot of kids walking around, you know, with mom and dad who were either rod builders or retailers or or uh, distributors or buyers or something. So the kids, when you're wearing the pro jerseys, kind of think that you got a little money in the bank. So they come <laughs> up and, and they want to get their pictures. So you just kind of sit there and go, hey, <laughs> you know. And you get the picture and you go on like, you know, just and it, that was a really feel good stuff. Um, it was a wonderful opportunity, and I can't wait to go again next year. I'm going to be a little bit better prepared. Uh, it was really cool to have uh, 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 Pat on Finn uh, be brought up a couple times while I was down there, so word is absolutely getting out. Awesome. Yeah, buddy. Um, and that was neat. That was really neat to go, hey, wait a minute, you know? Heck yeah. I have something to do with that, too. But um, I will, I'll say this if I have the time to do that. I mean, 
I'm going to show that off right there. I love those things, man. The microwave guy. Yeah. And if you're a rod builder, I don't have to tell you what that is. But if you're not a rod builder, this might be fascinating to you or not. But I think it was kind of brought to um, Darren, uh, the vice president of American Tackle, uh, as we were talking about the simplest, the the simple form of a guide. Most people don't think of what this thing does on a rod. We just sling lures. We don't think how they get there, the efficiency, the accuracy. If the rod works, we don't really question it. But everything is so key in the guide of a rod and how that line goes through there. Well, what's really cool and unique about this just simple little innovation, nothing like it in the world, is that it has a major control ring, a big out control ring here in front. And then the main guide's right here in the middle, connected by that great Wave Army design like Styx has on his uh, chest there. And that is the microwave guide there. You'd think, no big deals. Well, when your line is spooling off of your bait caster or your spin caster, it that line is whipping. Yeah. And when it's whipping, it's the job of all of the guides to get that whipping under control so that the line shoots out through those guides with some type of efficiency and accuracy. It doesn't air tangle on you. You don't get guide knots, things like that. Well, this, all of that whipping is controlled immediately in this first big major guide there. And so it takes your line and just like a red line, beep, all the way through the rest of those guides. And every rod manufacturer out there, Lou's, um, Fitzgerald. In fact, yeah. it was Travis Fitzgerald who won the flipping uh, champ, the flip-off championship for two times in a row uh, with a very unique flipping uh, style that he has. Um, ducket rods also make this. And just a, rod builders around the world use this, and it is absolutely innovating. And what Darren told me was you can take a handful of these things – you can toss them out in front of the booth, and then you can take a couple like KVD lures, toss them out there on the floor. Everybody will pick up the KVD lures. Nobody will pick these up. Hardly anybody knows what they are. However, yeah. these are way more important than yeah. those KVD lures. Mm -hmm. These. So for what was really neat, this is how this little innovation right here has already won five worldwide industry awards. There's nothing else out there that has won that many innovation awards. So the first day we were down there, all of the pro staffers that were down there were lobbying votes for the Microwave 20, <clears throat> carrying these little packets around. And we were looking at all the rod builders and going to them going, and I felt like I felt like I was dealing. I was like, hey, 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 hey. Come here, come here, come here. Let me say, hey, have you seen the microwave 20? Do you know what these are all about? Come on, come on. And most of them were going, oh, I'm very familiar with this. So it was an easy sell for me to go, hey, will you please go over and vote for them? Yeah. Darren told me, he said, hey, man, this is when one of the most competitive packed categories in the fishing accessory category. Okay, guys, we're in the middle of ICAST, duh. Yeah. The fishing accessory category is packed with stuff and stuff that's cool yeah. and eye-catching oh, yeah. and makes sense and you don't know have to know what it is so darren really looked at me and he says i'd really be surprised if we won it this year so nobody went to the awards ceremony 
And these, <laughs> everybody's out at dinner like at 11 o'clock. And all of a sudden, they get a text book, like a text. And Gary, the, re, the R&D guy who's from the UK, he goes, I think we won. Darren goes, what do you mean? <laughs> we won the award. We won the best of show. 2019, look, it's a text. It can't be wrong, it's a text. Okay. <laughs> they get in an Uber ride and they drive all the way back to the convention center. And there, sitting in the middle of a table, is this lonely-ass little trophy that's sitting there. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> waiting to be picked up and accepted and... In the witness, the only witness there was the janitor that was rolling up the cords, and he sat there and clapped for everybody with the. <laughs> but th this little piece right here is absolutely innovating. So if you're a rod builder out there, man, if you don't know already know about it, I'd be surprised. But uh, yeah. you got to look up the microwave guide right here. This is the finesse set, guys. The microwave twenty, the one that won the award, was built for us. This is the finesse set right there. It is. Nice. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Boom. That was iCast to Crankbait Johnny. That's awesome. What does that Bass 360 look like in person? I got it. I got it. I need it. I need it. You would love that. It. You're yeah. you're a real tech guy kind of guy. You'd flip out on that thing. That's yeah. For sure. How'd the lights look on it? On the 360? Yeah. They had the um, built-in navigation lights. and the... You know, I didn't see that. The demo that I caught was when they were just out there holding it up and sitting there moving it around, stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I, I absolutely missed, like, the full demos on that. And, you know, hey, once you see Christine Fisherman, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you forget what else you're looking at. Wow, that girl's a pretty girl, man. And, wow, she's, she was over there, the Hobie World team. Uh, we had <laughs> – you, you know what I'm saying? They had Ron Champion was over there. It was really cool to see those guys. Eric Siddiqui was hanging out. Eric's a good dude. I mean, yeah. come on, think about it. If Hobie, if Hobie Bass Open Series does, doesn't make like a little, like a little figurine set, think about it. You got Ron Champion. <laughs> you got Eric. <laughs> you got Eric Siddiqui. You know, and he's just Eric Siddiqui's got. I mean, my 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 wife is encouraging me a lot you know you don't look eric enough you know you need to dress like eric siddiqui and then of course you got christine fisher i mean that's like the the, the that's the mattel figurine set for the hobie bass open series right there but that's awesome wow it that's was a awesome. great time it was absolutely a great time and i still got my pass on hoping to wake up in the morning and it's still happening <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny <laughs> I well, didn't get to meet Bill Dance though, so that was a yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But well, I know uh, Sticks and uh, Crankbait got to jump off and uh, record their reel down segment, but uh, we'll keep going. We'll talk some more uh, uh, iCast stuff. So uh, thank Absolutely. you guys for joining in with us tonight, yep. man. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, who you guys got coming up on the uh, next reel down? Uh, Brandon Tyke. He was the uh... Fletcher's Pond winner okay, for nice. uh, Mayo Kayak Anglers. And I know you guys got a bunch of recap stuff going down. Um, yep. Feel free not to mention how poorly I did in the Mississippi Trail event, and I'll <laughs> slip you a 20 later. So Sounds good. But uh, thanks for uh, dropping in, guys. Thanks, John, for all the input on iCast and stuff. Mm, and, thank uh, you. We'll, talk, we'll be talking to you guys real soon. All right. See thanks, you guys. guys.
real soon. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Damn. buddy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, quite quite a few things coming out there. I don't think Johnny caught on to what you were talking about there, Rick. It's about the new angler, Bass Angler 360 yeah. that uh, Blue Sky came out with. I know you and I both had a text conversation, and we were both extremely interested in that thing. And, uh, yeah. I'm, Here's the question. If you had 5000 bucks, you buying that or are you buying the new Hobie? I'm buying the new Blue Sky. Dude, with a freaking motor guide. Yeah. Spot lock motor yep. on it, man, with a matching power pack and two freaking power poles. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, oh. well, and not only that, but the, the cool thing about it is, is, you know, the one thing that I've mentioned about the Blue Sky, and I think you and I have kind of touched on it, is that pedal drive. It's kind of right there, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's like, oh, you got this huge deck to move around on. You don't really. And yeah. and that's the one concept that guys don't get until they actually get on that boat. Um, so seeing that pedal drive removed and then that motor guide right there, I mean, obviously, you know, when that motor's pulled up, which is only going to be when you're pulling the thing out of the water. Um, sure. You know that trolling motor would be in the way but other than that i mean that free roaming deck the motor um like you said the power pole the light options comes with the battery everything good to go yeah my only question is well, how many hours are you going to get out of that battery i don't know but yeah well i have a question though go ahead sure so my uncle has spot lock um uh, trolling motor as well and I remember that the one warning he always gave me was he's like he's like hey man be kind of careful because we're in the we're in the river I mean it might be different a lake but he's like don't step all the way up um now he's got like a 20 22 foot uh, lund by the way like sure. a deep V yeah and he's like be, be careful on the nose he's like Cause every now and then that the trolling motor will make a correction and it'll kind of like lurch yeah um and he's like, if you're off balance, he's like, you're going in. Sure. So I'm wondering. Ooh, I never would have thought that. Like, but I'm wondering if there's like a sensitivity setting, maybe, on the one for the blue sky, or something to that avail. Like, has that been thought of, you know, or has that been addressed? That's a good uh, question. You know, because you do kind of gotta watch it on there, you know. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess you would. I don't have any trolling motor experience. I've never had a motor of any kind on any of my kayaks. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I've had a fishing boat, sixteen foot Sylvan, and I had a forty five pound thrust on there. And if somebody wasn't paying attention, and I went to cut that boat because I'm in the front of the boat, I'm running the trolling motor, right? And I don't always tell the guy in the back what I'm getting ready to do. You just don't think of it. And I've cut that motor yeah. hard, and I've almost put some people in the water doing so you know um so i get what jay's saying and and that's the thing too if you're messing with current or some heavy wind i can see when that's going to come into play for sure um you know mm -hmm. that current or the wind shifts you around because basically in theory i think that's what that thing's supposed to do is keep you in like a it's either a three foot or three meter radius mm -hmm. which is you know pretty tight quadrant um, when you're talking staying hunkered down in one area. But 
Um, that is a good point. And, you know, the other point I had is, you know, like I said, is how long is that battery going to last? Because mm-hmm. if you run out of battery juice, your only option is to have a paddle with you, and you're paddling that thing back, which you and I both oh, know yeah. is not going to be easy. Nope. So nope, not at all. Whereas, but you know that J crate's pretty big, man. You could, I mean, if you're smart, let's say you put four lithium batteries in there. It's five, ten, fifty, twenty. Let's say five. Say four for power, one to get back. One, one emergency battery. Sure. That one emergency battery gets you for what? Five, six miles probably. It depends on Maybe. what size battery it is. Yeah. Like if, if it's, it's the little depth finder ones. Yeah. It's not going to get you very far. Um, this past weekend up on the Mississippi, um, Sam Jones was running his trolling motor on his Bonafide. His battery died. He had an extra um, uh, lithium battery, a uh, small mm-hmm. block one for um, <clears throat> running his depth finder, and he hooked his thing up to that. It lasted maybe five minutes Ooh. just because the amp hours were so so low on that battery. So, you know, that's yeah. my that's my major concern. Whereas if you had the regular Angler 360 with the pedal drive but then dropped in the um, mm-hmm. dropped in the new Flex Drive E motor and you run out of juice, you could have your pedal strapped to the back of the kayak and bam, pop that in, now you got pedal power and you're not paddling. Yeah. Yeah. So me and Jared were kicking around an idea before the new EJ Bass 360 came out. And the, the idea that, that he and I were talking about was to take off the pedal drive, take out the lower unit, cut like material to flatten that deck space out, right? And then we would take a um, like a you know, a fifty dollar Minkota that we bought off Craigslist or something. We'd split the shaft and bolt it onto the rudder and put a bolt through it. So now the trolling motor is hooked onto your big old 360 rudder and you run the cords up to your, your power supply. Um, and then you can have like a long arm to, to power the unit up. But then you're you're turning the you're turning the trolling motor with your rudder controls. Left, sure. right, right, left. And then using your you know, you install some pulleys underneath and you can pull the whole unit up as you were to pull your, your rudder up on that. So I think it'd be kinda cool to have the motor in the back like where the rudder is. I think sure. it, you know, for control and stuff, that'd be pretty awesome. Sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that was one of the big things that uh, that I saw. I know, you know, the three of us have kind of briefly talked about it amongst ourselves. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, the big talk too was uh, Sea Ghost came out, or Sea Ghost Vibe Kayaks came out with a kayak with a Mirage Drive in it, um, and then the price point on it was uh, fairly inexpensive from what I saw. There was a big rise about that. Um, you know, guys are, you know, talking about that. Um, Bonif- and it was different looking from their traditional vibes. Their traditional yes. vibes are very rounded and right. just kind of chunky, I guess, if that's a yep. appropriate description, but very just chunky. But that one was real clean lines, sharp lines, very, like, aerodynamic. Sure. No, yeah, looking com- real premium. Completely agree. Um, another talk of the show was Bonafide releasing the four limited edition boats. Oh, they're beautiful boats. Yeah, I like favorite? that red and black one. Yeah. 
So I like the color schemes on all of them. Um, me being uh, somewhat of a bonafide guy, uh, I think the the color schemes on them were pretty spectacular. However, all the gimmicky stuff that kind of went along with it um, didn't dig it. And I think yeah. I think that's why Bonafide got a little backlash from that. And I'm not trying to put Bonafide down in any way, shape, or form, but um, the gimmicky stuff, I don't know. I, I'm have mixed Gimmicky feelings about meaning. that. Uh, the spider webs, the bomber stuff, the tiki stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I dug the bomber stuff. I thought it was cool. I honestly, well, if I mean, out of that, the bomber fits their profile. You know, yeah. with what they kind of got going on. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, I mean, so I think you know everybody's looking for them to have, you know, the the almighty pedal drive. You yep. know they're they're pr- they're printing much last ones at this point. They were pretty late in the game to begin with. Um, pretty much, you know, coming out of nowhere. Well, as far as I know, of course. Um, you know, in the past what three, maybe four years, before they really, you know, hit the scene with you know Chad backing them and everything. And uh, you know what? What I think is that you know people keep knocking them for the pedal drive, but yeah, I think their main focus is just really to team up with with uh torquita i'm like, glad you I said kind, that i'm glad you said that's that. what i think they're i think their main you know th- you know their their direction i don't think and I mean, i'm not i'm you know of course i don't know this for sure is that you know a pedal drive really isn't something they want to do and like we heard from them if they do make a pedal drive they're going to build it around the pedal drive first yeah. and then build the yak around that absolutely so, just from what I've seen, though, I really think that's that's the uh, you know the end the end all goal is just to partner with Torquedo and sure. you know and maybe some other type you know uh, motors, but that that's yeah that's where I think they're going. And I I completely agree. I mean I don't know you know this is with me not knowing a thing about it, but you know I don't know if maybe bonafide and torquedo have a deal i know a lot of the bonafide guys are all rocking torquedos their boats mm-hmm. come equipped with a mount in the back for either a torquedo and or a power pole mm-hmm. um so i think that's more where they're leaning and i think in all respect that's kind of the direction that kayak fishing's going is electric motors you're seeing yeah. you're seeing Jackson coming out with the Flex Drive E. Uh, you know, Bonafide Torquedo mounts. Um, uh, Wilderness has got a electric motor for their pedal drive. So does um, Feel Free. Feel Free's got an electric yep. drive. So you know, in some respects, they were kind of ahead of the game. So kudos to them. Um, because that's yeah. the direction it's really moving. So, you know, yeah, I know a lot of guys, you know, complain, but, you know, at the same time, it's either you're spending 2300 on a Torquedo or you're going to end up paying, you know, about the same amount for Bonafide to come out with a pedal drive kayak. So, you know, between the three of us, would you rather be pedaling or sit back, have a Torquedo, speed you across the lake which that was a new thing that came out at icast was torquedo's new motor which i think was pushing the bonafide six to seven miles an hour 
I didn't see that. I didn't see that motor. Yeah, brand new mm. motor, uh, the brand new 403, and um, I there was a video I saw with uh, Scott Butcher and uh, Gene Jensen, Fluke Master, and the Bonafide SS127 was getting six to seven miles an hour with that new Torquedo motor, which is Dang. KBF legal. Yeah. Wow. So what's the price point yeah. on those? Two grand. Uh, oh, torpedoes yeah. are usually twenty three hundred, but that comes with a battery. Yeah. So interesting. You, you know, know a good man, chunk. You of, know, I wish those things were cheaper. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Well, they need comp- they need competition, and they have Bixby, and that Bixby yeah. motor is supposed to be pretty awesome. So. Yeah, but it'll never be as fast, and it's a lot cheaper yeah. for sure. But I don't yeah. think a battery comes with that. Mm. So. Yeah, what's that? What's that other? The what's the what is it called? The Yak something? Um, the other torpedo-ish type motor? Mm, I don't know. Oh, there's another one. I can't, I think it's is it Yak Addict? I can't remember what it's called, but there's something. It's not as fancy as the torpedo and not as compact, but it's essentially the same thing. Um. And it's like half the cost, if not, I think a little less than the torpedo. I see the torpedoes, uh, and sometimes I'm definitely a little envious. I'm like, man, that'd be nice to be able to just get over there. Sure. You know, sure. like yeah. my buddy Brandon, well, he's got the blue bonafide. He he was at the the yeah. meetup. Yeah. He threw his torpedo on. He goes, all right, y'all, I'll see you later. And he was gone. I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty awesome yeah. to get across that water like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think to answer Brian's question from earlier, it was, you know what would you rather have? Well, I think in a tournament scenario, definitely a torpedo, um, mm-hmm. hands down. So you can get there first, uh, and save your energy now from a leisurely, you know, fishing aspect with like, you know, no need, like no danger, I guess is what I'm saying with, you know, with having to go faster to get somewhere. I would definitely pedal because God knows I need the exercise, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I mean, but just, you know, the physicality aspect of it, I mean, you know, feels good to get out there and, you know, and, and use your legs. But, I mean, that would be the split for me. Tor- you know, either it's tournament or you're just fishing, you know, fun fishing. Well, to your point, if if a lot more electric motor-driven kayaks come to market, should KBF have a separate division for that? Because not everybody can afford a $2,000 motor on top of a $1,800 kayak on top of $600 worth of fishing gear and vest and paddle and lures and you know what I mean? Like it that, stacks up. Yeah. Once you get into that argument, it's never ending. And like you said, there's yep. 8 million different directions that can go. And yep. Yep. what it's all going to boil down to is the angler and his effectiveness when being on the water his skills on yeah. the water and reading rock yeah. water and things like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, um, I, it just all boils down to the angler. You're not, you may see some separation. You're starting to a little bit, but, um, in the end, I don't think you'll see that out of KBF. Um, I know the Hobie series, you're not allowed a motor. It's all pedal or paddle. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. um, yeah. You know, there are certain things there, but, um, you know, there are certain leagues that don't allow blue skies, you know. Yep. So, I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's going to be league specific, you know, where you're fishing. But um, 
it'll be interesting to see what the next few years brings and how that all gets broken up and and whatnot so hey you know uh, well, this I, um, you know i'm sorry go ahead jay go ahead buddy well i was just gonna tap on that too like i think like so you know i'm a little indifferent about it as well uh about motors versus pedals and paddles but i think it would be interesting that if they were going to level the playing field you could probably level it on the battery capacity you know to kind of even it out and i don't think anybody's gone that route yet no um because i mean you know to me i think i i think it's kind of unfair too in some ways that you know your reach because you know your pockets are deeper than mine and you get your reach is way farther than mine sure um even though you might be a mediocre fisherman, you still might have a little bit of an upper hand, uh, you know, to make something happen. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, just a thought. Um, you know, I'm not a big tournament guy, so nobody has to worry about me. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, every now and then I pop up, uh, you know, in, in the top ten. But, you know, it's I, I would honestly think that, you know, maybe that's something to consider is maybe battery capacity. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and just lay that out for people with motors because they already limit the motor, um, you know, thrust capacity that you can use. So, you know, why not limit yeah. the reach as well? You know, a motor can't. A motor's no re- yeah, you know, motor's not no replacement for being able to to just work that area, like Brian was saying. Yeah, you oh, know, sure. for sure. Because you're commuting to yeah. that well, location, really, with the motor. I think Instead of working it, like, with a bass boat. Yeah, and I think, to Jay's point, like, a, a good instance where this is going to play a true effect is the FLW Cup. They just announced that that's going to be on Lake Wachita down in Arkansas. Um, that lake is massive, and it's got limited number of boat ramps. So mm-hmm. a guy that's got a motor and can go six miles out and six miles back, you're not going to get that out of a guy with a pedal Mm-mm. drive. Mm-mm. Pedaling 12 miles yeah. in a day. I mean, the good dude's got to be, dude or woman, is going to be totally physically fit to do that in a day, which I know it's been done, but, you know, um, to do that for two days straight, in a two-day tournament i don't think so but a guy that is not exerting that energy and stuff like that in two days um is going to get to you know wherever they want on that lake you know because there's certain spots where it's legit you know from one cove to the other i think it's a good six miles mm-hmm. five miles something like that like lake wachita is huge and you know, that's kind of the, the struggle I'm facing with that coming up next month is, you know, what boat do I take? Um, I know what boat I want to take and, you know, the reasonings behind that. But am I going to have to take a different boat because I need a motor and I need to be able to get around, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see how that it, plays you know, out. Yeah, and, you know, and I, I wonder, too, even to the effect of, you know, here we, you know, here we are, a bunch of average Joes talking about, both sides of the fence, you know, but I think where really counts is, you know, you know, at least for the info and, you know, the intel on it is from the guys that are at the top, you know, yeah. where are they at with it? How do they feel? You know, how, you know, that's where I think the indifference should be discussed is at the very top, the guys that are, you know, the guys and gals, of course, uh, that are 
competing at you know in the in the top five percent, you know how do they feel about certain aspects and you know maybe what, what the future could bring with change you know changes uh, to kind of level the playing field where somebody doesn't have you know the advantage because fatiguing is a huge huge problem. Um, I mean, how many times have you had to like paddle to like God knows where? I know we're we're all pretty much pedaling and motor in these days but you know when you paddle your shoulders are getting worked everything's getting worked you know oh, yeah. you you you, you uh, blend in you know the the weather you know the heat <clears throat> um how much water you've drank that day you know so now i've paddled everywhere but you've motored up you're you know you're fresh you know you're you're all like you know ramping and go hey and i'm like damn dude you know yeah, yeah. i'm uh, over here having shoulders. a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's something to that. I think there is, but at the same time, you know, I'm. I, I think that somebody could argue, like, well, 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 Jay's not even one of the best, you know, bass fishermen out there, and they'd be right. I'm not. You right. know, um, do I have a say in it or don't I? You know, when it comes to tournament fishing. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? It it, it is a, like Brian said before. It is a difficult discussion to be had mm-hmm. because. You know, there are some people that are just so good. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, of course. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna thrive in whatever uh, you know situation you put them in. You know, and then there's guys like me that are going, well, I want an edge. Where's my handicap? Sure. You know, yeah. it's like it's like we're going bowling. You know, yeah. and I and like and I'm getting my handicap so I can you know compete against the guy who's bowling two twenties and two thirties. Sure, 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 sure. Well. You know? <sighs> You also got to figure too, man. You're taking something that's not meant to trek six or ten or twelve miles across the water. Yeah. Because um, these big, look at the look at the big rig, right? It's huge. Its size is probably as long as wide as a pro angler fourteen, a pro angler fourteen. Take the pedal drives away from it. Those boats are not meant to paddle six or ten miles and not be wore out. You know, you need like cross country yeah. boats that are designed for that. So. Yep. You know. W- you're also kind of you're taking a platform that's meant for one thing and trying to use it for something completely different and it's not meshing well you know if you had something that was like a touring boat and you had rigged out the fish you're not going to be that exhausted getting five or six miles away and back you know because that thing sliced it through the water and it's doing what it's meant for so uh just you know just my observation i also you know i i mean what i've never owned a torpedo i've never owned a mincota or any other kind of trolling motor so I just I don't know why everybody's so hyped up on torpedoes and why they won't go with just like a you know a, a regular like a 55 pound thrust Minkota. I mean, what what is the big difference and why wouldn't you go $200 Minkota versus a, a $2,000 um, torpedo? I mean, Real why, why wouldn't you do easy. that? Wait, yeah, it's easy. Wait, the design. Is it wait, wait, okay. and yeah, speed. the design. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, that thing is so compact. It's so compact that, you know, even if you, even like what Brian's done with uh, his trolling motor, you still can't get the, you can't, you can't shrink that thing down to a torpedo size. Mm, you can, you can, you could cut the shaft, um, but the, the actual motor head is still a little bulkier. However, you know, unless you're going to spend $1,500 on a battery, 
you're not going to get the distance out of it. And a lead acid battery is 65 pounds. Plus the trolling mm-hmm. motor itself yeah. is heavier than the Torquedo. So mm-hmm. you're getting that battery and the motor as light as possible, and you're getting the most longevity out of it. They have two different versions, I believe. One has a little bit smaller battery, but the bigger battery is like the $2,300 version, I believe it is. Um, but I know, I know at uh, the national championship, there was a lot of guys said that they did 12 to 15 miles easy on one charge. Wow. All right. Well, that's, that answers that. Yeah. That's going the well, distance. In- yeah, and then remember, Brian, me and you were talking about the – well, this is news to me, and I don't know if you know this, Jay, but um, so the uh, the flex drive uh, e-motor, um, I'm in line to get that. I'm waiting for that to come in to put it in the big rig, so I'll be a motor boy soon too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting information came up that, you know, so, you know, prior to, you know, me, I guess, completing the order <laughs> – you know, they were talking about, hey, you could run this on the lithium, you can run this on an acid battery. It's like, all right, cool. Um, well, I found out that if you're going to run a lithium battery on the the flex drive e motor, you got to run a 24 volt yep. lithium battery. And if you're going to run um, an acid battery, you got to run, well, a, a 12 volt deep cycle, which we all pretty much knew was going to happen anyway, because it's a right. trolling motor. However,. Um, with that deep cycle, you got to order special cables, which are two hundred bucks MSRP. Yeah, right. so, is that where you're yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was actually going to explain more about the the battery difference, pricing, and weight. Oh yeah, go you for know. it. Yeah, huge weight you know, difference and so, price difference. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I mean, with lithium, it's going to go through the roof. You know, you're. You know, you're going to be in the poorhouse just from the battery. I mean, I can tell you right now that I've got, I'm going to have to wire in a series, my two um, Yak here, but they're Dakota Lithium um, 20 amp hour 12 volt batteries to make it a 24 volt um, 20 amp hour so I can run that motor. Um, when a 50 amp hour would be better, of course, than 100. But here I am. I bought the one. I bought the one battery because I thought the 12 volt could run it because everything in their uh, in their description. When you go to Dakota Lithium, they're you know boasting, hey, this is the one. You know, this is the the battery that can run the trolling motor. This and that. Well, in fact, that's in my opinion not true because I got information back from them from customer service about like the minimum requirements that I would need to run it, and I'm going to be like right on the line to run the, you know, the flux drive e-motor when they're telling me, oh, you should get the 100 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's great, but I don't have, you know, a thousand bucks to drop on or, or let's just say 500 more because the two batteries I got are about 250 a pop. Oh, um, good Lord. Well, here you go. Yeah, I, I, mean, I got all the pricing and the info right here, and this is straight from Jackson uh, to Rocktown Adventures. Well, and this is their batteries, right? This is the batteries that are going to come with the key, uh, that you yeah. can buy through Jackson, right? Yes. Okay, so, so my, my situation is a little different. Mine's aftermarket. Yep. And this is Jackson. This is Jackson, yeah. So the FlexDrive e-motor only um, is going to be regular MSRP, $799. Um, it does look like they're going to have, like, an introductory sale, but I'm not going to read that off because I'm just not 100% sure. Now, um, 
item B is if you don't own a battery, they have either a 9.6 amp hour K2 lithium battery case and the cable with a, a five pitch prop. That's the thing. The new prop 2.0 is not going to work with the flex drive e-motor. There is a different prop with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a charger. So the 9.6 amp hour regular MSRP is 599 22 amp hour with all the accessories is 899 Now, if you want to do a... Uh, if you have your own lithium battery, like Jay's talking about doing, if you go 9.6 amp hour cable package, that's the cables and the five pitch prop, um, MSRP is 199 Same for a 22 amp hour cable package. And then the lead acid cable package um, has got a 10 pitch prop, a three inch extension, and a 27-inch cable is 199 as well. So they have a whole different prop if you're running the lead-acid battery compared to a lithium battery. And I'm sure that has to do with the type of resistance it puts in the water when it's actually mm-hmm. working. I would love to hear, like, the exact reasoning behind that. But, I mean, that's straight-up MSRP um, from Jackson. So just to give you guys yeah. an idea. Well, and think about it. Like, you know, I got lithium because it was the weight. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, wanted yeah. to be like, okay, cool. I thought I was on the cutting edge of it. And then now I've just doubled the weight of my two, my one lithium battery. Now it's two, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you got the guys who are going to go out there and get the deep cycle, you know, acid batteries. And those things are going to be tanks, like absolute utter tanks. And you're not going to be able, like, here's another thing. Like, how is the hole going to handle that thing that's sitting in there? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking, you know, it might be a dumb question, but I mean, you got like that much weight, uh, you know, on the inside of the hole. What does that do? You know what mm, I mean? It, yeah. It, I mean, if you really want that, I mean, everybody, you know, I mean, if I could afford it, I would definitely get a hundred amp hour lithium. Give me a break, but I don't got that kind of cash. Right. You know, to, to get out there and cruise with that. I mean, but that would be awesome. I'm sure, I mean, and it would still be some weight with that too, I'm sure. But I mean, you know, again, it's you know it just comes down to you know how how far you know how far can you afford to go right right you know really is what it comes down to for sure yeah for sure and you know you got to make sure you got those pedals with you i mean and that would be my plan it's so if the batteries go dead i've got a paddle and pedals still with me yep absolutely so now that we went on a motor tangent you know what yeah. I plan on Sorry, using the flex drive for myself is is going like I like to fish the Ohio River. I was I was thinking about going two or three miles upriver, using yep. that to get me upriver, and yep. then floating yep. down. Yeah, you know, floating big water and, and bumping and catfish and yep. whatever I want. So that's that's what I plan on using it for. And if I want to troll East Fork Lake for hybrid stripers, you know, I can. I want to be able yep. to enter in. Also, this is why I'm, I think you can do this with a motor guide on the on the Bass 360. But enter in your waypoints, yeah, uh, like through an app or something. And sure. Just have that hit everything I want to hit. You yeah. know, looking forward to that big time. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to go 16 miles on a charge. To me, that's kind of ludicrous. I'll I'll go throw my thing back on my car and drive over to the other side of the lake in minutes and. For all I care, you well, know what I mean. Like it's yeah. The point I was trying to make is 
the guys that are going to do that kind of mileage are going to be tournament guys, and you're not going to have yeah. that kind of accessibility to ramps mm-hmm. um, on certain bodies of water. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. You know, so that that yeah. was kind of the point I was trying to make. But uh, and I think that was the situation down there on Caddo Lake or something at the NC. You know, there was guys you know making a trek, and Drew Gregory was one of them, and he put that motor guy trolling motor on. Um, so he could get up to those spots, um, mm-hmm. you know, that he was fishing, uh, which we all know how that ended up. Drew took second. So he bought that off Craigslist for, I heard for 500 bucks is what one of my guys told me. I thought he got it direct from motor guide from what he said on his podcast. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I miss misheard. I thought he got it off like Craigslist over there or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, well, let's. Let's not forget too. You can run a gas motor off that blue sky. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, up to five horsepower. Yeah. I mean, honestly, God, like, if for, you can get a motor for five hundred bucks and you, yeah. five dollars worth of gas, and you run that thing. You know, I thought about it. Trust me, there's a guy that's on the uh, Blue Sky Boatworks Facebook page. He'll make you for seventy five bucks. He'll make you a uh, transom mount yeah. for yep. up to a five horsepower outboard. And you get like a, a, a Tamatatsu or whatever. I don't know what the hell their name is. Yeah. Honda or there's something else with a T. Um, to but come see. I was like, is that what it is? Might be. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I'm like, that's a good idea. Why not? Five horsepower? I'd do it. Yeah, I think uh, gas yeah. motors aren't legal in KBF, though. Well, obviously, yeah. But um, I've been talking about for, you know. Yeah, I was just talking besides the fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when, uh, when we have Jameson on, we'll have him uh, – kind of go through what he's been like what he's done with the uh, blue sky and everything because he's Absolutely. pretty much put it through the ringer and he, he you know i mean he can tell us all kinds of things about all kinds of motors on that blue sky so yeah it'll yeah. definitely be a, you know and that'll be i'm sure applicable to a lot of kayaks as well so uh i know we kind of went off on a blue sky slash motor tangent what about uh, other stuff that came out of icast I know Jackson just released two new boats. Two new boats, yeah. The U Pick, I'm excited for. I really like that. The U Pick and the Kilroy HD. Kilroy, yeah. So, so this is what I like about the Kilroy man is they made it where you can actually put a second seat in the front of it now. So they took the DT and kind of shrunk it, I guess, by maybe a foot. Yeah. Um, But I heard I think it weighs the same. It's it's 80 ish pounds, from what I understand. So DT is pretty heavy boat, but. I like yeah. that, man. They got that flat surface up there, you know, you can store stuff. And yep, if you have man. an animal, that animal can actually chill up there. Or sure. my son, he would sit up there the whole time. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, I thought that um, the, the, front, the hand grips are, like, awesome for that thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I don't I don't really care for the design of it, but I like it. You know, I know the functionality is great. I don't I don't like how it looks, that big handle up there. But uh, the U-Pick's what I'm excited for. I'm like, man. I was looking at that. And I'm like, what a cool boat to go camping in because it's got that almost like that dugout front yeah. end, you yeah. know. And dude, you could throw a sleeping bag, a pillow right there, and you could sleep on that on the yeah. side of the freaking water if you wanted to, you Heck know. Yeah. In comfort, oh, yeah. and it wouldn't even be uncomfortable. Heck so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would. I'm digging those two boats, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for them. I'll, I'll probably I will try my best to own both, actually. So, um, yeah. I know Old Town redesigned the deck of the Predator. I haven't seen too much on it. I've just heard that. 
I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Um, trying to think what else what else interesting came out at ICAST. You guys got anything else? I'm still else? excited for my, my Glitter Bass 360. I'm excited for that boat. Well, you just, <laughs> you just got a new boat, didn't you? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. All right. I'm working on that. Yeah, I already put the word out. I put the call. Put the call in. Yeah. yeah. That's a. You know, that's gonna take a while. They're not even releasing that yet. They're gonna. It's still in prototype. But, um, I love the integrated lights, man. Because I'm thinking, I was like, man, I'm gonna have to put some lights on my on my boat just to be more visible. I hope they already did that. I love the matching power pack that they have with it. Yeah. The Jake great with the power. I love. I. You know, it's it's blue sky. It's you know, obviously that's me. But, I, I want I want the whole package. I'm like, I don't care. Nice. Five grand, okay, whatever. I'll I'll do whatever I have to to get it. You know, that's fine with me. <laughs> I'll wash EJ's underwear if I have to. That's right. Invite me oh over. I'll wash God. dishes. Spe- speaking of EJ, I don't know if you guys saw, but EJ just took second in the FLW tournament on Lake Champlain. Did you guys catch any of that footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a character, dude. He's awesome. Yeah. I love EJ. Me and Aaron Steiger were bass fishing side by side and let me tell you how cool that dude is and i can't wait to get him on there he's he is so confident in his freaking fishing skills it makes me sick man like i work to catch fish right here's aaron he shows up and he's got you know he's shorts on hat sunglasses he's just chill you know brings his little he's not in a fancy kayak or i think he was like a cruise pedal drive right and just like the little ninja kayak on the market and so we're, we're out fishing. I'm not going to say where. We're, we're somewhere in the state of Ohio fishing, right? And um, so he, he's, he's got FLW live on his iPhone, and he's got it propped up with a ram out, and he's watching that. He's like, yeah, EJ. He's, you know, every time EJ catches a fish, he gets pumped up, and he throws the line out. And Oh, I just broke my keyboard. He uh, throws the line out, and boom, he hammers a fish. I'm looking over. I'm like, I've been fishing for 16 hours. I've caught two fish. You've been here for five minutes. You're already on fish like number four, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's getting, and, and it's man, it, he's he's catching them, but he's also hanging his rod over the side of the boat with a fish still on the line fighting, and he's watching FLW, watching EJ. He's like, yeah, man, go EJ. He's like, look, look, look. Do you hear what he said? Here, can you see it? He turns his phone. He said, can you see this, man? And he's got this freaking monster bass hanging over this, still on. And he goes, that, that fish ain't going nowhere. I got a hook. It's, it's the, the way I have these hooks rigged ain't going nowhere. And he was right. He was right. Not one damn fish got off. He did that probably 30 times. And not one fish got off. He just held it over like it was nothing. And then we had these, we had these other big boaters come in. And they would, they would cut in front of us, man. They would go around us, and they would get like 15 yards in front of us and cut us off in our drift. He was getting so aggravated. He's, he did he pulled a Josh Eldridge, yeah. right? You pulled a Brian and Josh. He's like, watch this. Watch it, FLW. Watch this, man. Boom. And he goes, it doesn't even They're hooked up. Boom, brings one to the surface, hangs it over the side. He's watching FLW again. <laughs> he's like, I mean, the dude is just crazy good, man. And oh. it was it was honestly a blast. That that fishing trip. So that was the first weekend in July. I was up for 30 straight hours, fishing 16 <laughs> hours out of 30. We pulled an all-nighter, right? We didn't get any sleep. Oh, and then the next weekend was the paddle and fin meetup. Yeah. And then this weekend I was down in Tennessee. Next weekend's the the East West Harbor event. I'm I'm not doing that one. I got to take a weekend off. I'm exhausted. But, oh man. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. I mean that just 
And it was like every time EJ would get hooked up, Aaron would hook up too. And, and it was cool seeing Aaron and because it was like genuine excitement. Oh, like I he bet. was really pumped up that EJ was catching these oh, fish. Yeah. You think they were brothers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, Aaron's a cool guy. He's my hat's off to that dude, man. I love that guy. That's awesome. He's my homie. Yeah, I would fist fight for Aaron Stagger. Aaron, <laughs> if you hear that, I would fist fight for you, man. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Let him say it much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said that uh, our podcast actually got him through a big old drive. I guess he goes to Canada a lot, up and back. You know, oh, Canada. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, man, he goes, I think I listened to 20 hours of it so far. That's like, awesome. Yeah, he's That's good. That's awesome. Very cool, man. Uh, sorry, I, I kind of stole that segment, man. No. I had to talk about his skills, dude. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I catch a fish, I'm like reeling so fast my little t-rex arms are just about to fall off you know what i mean trying yeah. to get that fish in the boat aaron's <laughs> hanging it over the side watching flw eat ritz crackers or yeah. something you know what i mean like it ain't nothing uh, it's too funny too yeah. funny i love that guy he's well, awesome well hey guys um i'm actually gonna have to drop off yeah you guys mind closing it out yeah we're yeah. gonna close it out man i think we're pretty much wrapped up here okay. so thanks for jumping hey, on jay miss you jay I missed you too, Jay. <laughs> the J hey, and J bro. We're going to have our Louisiana buddy on. Yeah. I'll see you guys later, man. Uh, All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, listening to these two jamokes as I get out of here. All right. <laughs> we'll see you, Jay. Take it easy, man. Later. Hey, who was who his Louisiana character? What was his name he had for him? I forget. We'll have to ask him. But, uh, Dude, that was hilarious. Yeah, we're going to – you guys will we'll get a special appearance from uh, Jay's uh, second personality. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, you got anything else to add to this? I know we were going to touch on my Mississippi event, but I think we'll save that just because uh, we're running pretty long here and – well, I think it you already touched on it, and it's over. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that exciting. You, so You went there and came home. It was that yeah, fast. Right? Yeah. No? The, <laughs> Mississippi was a brutal beast, but, uh, yeah. yeah, man, what are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, um, let's just give a shout-out to all our wonderful sponsors. We got um, good old Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Paddle, or Canoe and Kayak. Hammered Lures, don't forget about the plastic recycling program. Uh, save your used baits, mail them in to the address in the show notes. Uh, Eric Meltzos down, makes new baits. They go to Heroes on the Water. Shout out to Coyote Sunglasses, Sweetwater Brewing, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Laco, and the one and only Michigan, Ohio Kayak Anglers. And... Uh, be sure to check out the next up-and-coming Reel Down segment, which will air on Friday. Once again, I apologize that I didn't get that uploaded this past Friday, but uh, it will be up Friday for your listening pleasure. And one last final announcement. We have another new segment coming to Paddle and Finn. Dun-dun-dun. By previous guest, Susie Roloff is going to be joining the Paddle and Finn family and putting out a podcast for you guys. We're not sure on the schedule yet or when her first episode will air, but be on the lookout. We're adding a third show. So, with that being said, guys, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.